0: My name is Ben. And I'm Megan. We are the parents of identical twin girls. Join us each week as we talk about twin stuff from how our girls are doing. To the life hacks for twin parents. Welcome to the twinning podcast. Hey everyone, it's Ben. And Megan. From the twinning podcast. Did I changed that up a little bit? You did. Well, we've been talking for a long time. Yeah, we have. I'm just looking at this like hopefully you didn't record over what we just did. Oh, I know that would be awful. So, um, this episode's kind of a special episode. We um, had the opportunity to talk with uh, Melissa D. Arabian. Uh, you might know her. She won season five of Food Network Star. She is a host of ten dollars dinners on the Food Network, as well as a couple cooking books or what are they? Yeah, res- cooking books, cookbooks. Yeah. Um, Supermarket Healthy is one that we have. Um, which we are starving and we have the Moroccan chicken almost ready to eat. Yeah. Pretty excited. It, it smells so good. So, um, but we had a, you know, Melissa, she, yeah, she was a great, um, person to have on. Yeah. But she had a set of twins. What were they like? Eight, nine,
1: nine.
0: No, I'm saying like what she had the set of twins, but they were number three and four. For sure. And yeah. So she had two older babies, but they were both still babies when um, her twins were around. So she had some really good tips for everyone and stories and advice and yeah. really had a good time talking with her. Yeah. We hope you enjoy. All right. Here's Melissa D. Arabian. Melissa welcome to the twinning podcast we're glad you're able to join us
1: thanks for having me
0: yeah and so something probably I don't know people that watch you on tv um know but some might not you are a twin parent I am
1: I am a mom of twins
0: yeah and so first off you know to get things going can you tell us a little bit about like how your family story um about having twins how everything you know how things have been going with that? Were you guys pretty surprised well, right away I had,
1: um my my first two children um all four of my girls are all four of my uh, kids are girls um so my first two girls they were born um twelve months apart, so they were one and about ten months old when I found out that I was pregnant with twins. Wow so we suddenly had this world of going um from you know. Two kids in diapers to four kids wow. in diapers um, in pretty short order. So that was kind of a um, a bit of a surprise. that we, we tell the story. It's a part of our family lore. How um, you know the day that the uh, that the doctor told me that there were two in there, and I uh, I was like, oh no, I think you have the wrong patient. I'm only having one. <laughs> and so we sort of joke about that. But um, but for me. That I always wanted twins. I always thought that would be like the coolest thing in the world. So um yeah, so that was a, that was a very, very exciting big day for us. So awesome. we had when we had the twins, the other girls were two and one. Wow. And then we had our little our little twinnies.
0: Wow. So are your girls identical? The twins? hmm
1: Yeah. They uh, are uh okay. Margot and Ocean, are my twins. Yeah, they're identical mirror twins.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. we're. St- I don't know if we know that yet. Our yeah. girls, Harper and Charlotte, um, yeah, they're identical and each day they get more and more identical. Yes. <laughs> it's harder for Dude. me to tell them that part. Um, but yeah, it's been uh, interesting to how everything's been going so far for us and it's only been six months. Yeah. So what was it like that first year then having four kids under two?
1: Well here's here's a, and I will say this is for two and under just because I don't want to make myself sound like more of a hero than I um, than I really am. Um, you know it's crazy. I think here's 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 sort of the the flip side of that of having twins as my third and fourth versus one and two um, is you know having having kids is hard. having babies is hard. having twins is really not that much harder than having one child. Um, it's more logistics don't get me wrong and having foreign diapers don't get me wrong it's crazy it's <laughs> logistically tricky and it's hard to get out the door and you know my house is a mess and um, you know all sorts of things but you know the truth of the matter is, is that my year with uh, my year going from zero to one was far more stressful far more difficult than my year when I went from two to four. Okay. My, the year of all four in diapers was not even close to the hardest year of my parenting life. Not, a, not even close. It was hard. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to minimize it, but I think that we have a tendency to sort of think, Oh my gosh, twins are just so hard. It's like, no, no, no. Parenting is just hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard to have a baby. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a 24 hour a day proposition, whether we have, one or whether we have four it's it's but it's I mean listen it's crazy and it's you know um you know the other thing about twins that's hard is you know a lot of twins are um are um preemies as mine were as well and I know that yours were Mm -hmm. um and you know so there's you know there's the NICU piece and then there's also you know there's a feeding element to twins that you don't have with Um, you know, I should say twins from the NICU and if you're trying, you know, if you've got body weight issues and whatever, you know, so there were certainly some, you know, medical things that made them harder and feeding two babies in the middle of the night is obviously harder than feeding one. Um, and I remember that like the, like my least favorite part about parenting probably was, um, having to set my alarm (laughs) to feed my twins. Because we couldn't count on them to wake up to be hungry. like You had to feed them to keep their body weight up once sure. they did come home from the NICU. And I just remember thinking, like, this is just wrong. Like, I'm setting my alarm. I'm getting up in the middle of the night. Like, it's bad enough to be woken up with a crying baby who <laughs> wants to be fed. But at least they're, like, hungry and they eat and they go back to bed and you go back to bed. But, like, with twins... Who were like they're going to sleep, like they're dozing off, like they don't want to eat, mm-hmm. they want to sleep. You want to sleep. Everybody's on the same page. We all want to sleep, except my doctor says that my twins must eat. So I think that was probably like the the piece of it that was like stressful and um and hectic was you know having to having to set my alarm. Um, as a new parent, is a big fat bummer. Did you guys have to set your alarm too for feeding?
0: Um, no, they would wake up. I mean, I think we, whenever we would set the alarm, the babies would wake up like half an hour before yeah. the alarm would go off.
1: Yeah. And I was like,
0: so our girls were born at 33 and three. Um, and they were in the NICU for three weeks before you brought them home. And I was pumping. So I was used to having that alarm set before they actually got home. Yeah. So, and it was, yeah, I just remember, yeah, like going to bed and just, one of us setting an alarm and still waking up. We'd mm-hmm. s- I remember saying to you, why do we even set this? Yeah. They w- yeah. They'll just wake us up. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah,
1: yeah I'm, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I remember that being a tough one. So yeah, also with pumping, you having to, you know, it's, it's a lot of pumping to eat to babies. It's a lot, it's a it lot is. to do. Um, you know, but, but here's the thing. And as much as I, I don't want to um, sort of minimize the logistical aspects of having babies, what is tricky, I think, really about it is the emotional aspect is that, you know, you love something so much and you want the best for them. And then if they cry, then you don't know what to, you know, you want to make sure you're doing the right thing. And there's all of this stuff that happens emotionally with, with babies and with children and we care so deeply and and, and we don't care you know, more because we have more children. Like we care twenty four seven with every fiber of every bit of our souls and our bodies and our beings. And and that piece of it is the same no matter what, because you can't make a twenty four hour a day twenty five hours. Mm-hmm. You know? So it it's sort of like that element of it, which is really the biggest piece of it, is that emotional love and and wanting to do the best, like that is is sort of there no matter what. And that doesn't that doesn't sort of change, you know, whether I had one or whether I had four. It was still I was still twenty four hours a day a parent, and twenty four hours a day was thinking about you know the safety and the the health of my kids and the you know and all of that. So it's you know, and I do think that as they get older. Then you know we we sort of morph we sort of switch from you know um, from care to really more concern you know so I don't
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I don't have to you know tie my kids shoes anymore or feed them or change their diapers because they're older um, but it doesn't mean that I'm sort of off the hook I like, I don't care less and I realize that that I'm caring just as much now as I did you know, 10 years ago or nine years ago when my twins were born. So it's, it just, you know, the, the good news is you do sleep more as you get older, <laughs> but the bad news is you don't care less, you know, you still care and you still have a lot of concern, even if you, um, even if you have less sort of physical care to offer them. I mean, you know, your kids get older and they can see themselves and um, dress themselves and, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So, you know, one of the big things we like to like, get anybody we talk to to share to our audiences, any tips that they have like to get through, like that they might remember that got like help get them through that first year. Um, do you have any, like besides what you've just shared, but do you have any other tips you'd like to share with our audience for, especially for that first year with twins as well as twins plus? Well, I
1: do. I do remember. Um, I remember um, one tip that somebody gave me, which just like changed everything. And so maybe in the twin world, this is like all common knowledge, but um but, like, I remember with my first babies, um, because they were, um, you know, they were um, singletons. Um, the the big thing was, like, never prop up a bottle and give it to a baby because then, you know, they couldn't move their head and the, whatever. It was, you know, safety concern. But I remember as a twin mom, like, all the twin moms around me, I joined the twins club in um, in, um it's uh, so the Moms of multiples. I called the twins club, but it was actually mom of multiples, so not just twins. But I joined moms of multiples. So first of all, I would say that's a huge tip is to join mom of multiples, just because you get you know you get those sort of tips of what's going on in the twin world, the twin baby world, sort of today. And also, I got all my clothes through like the you know they had like the um, the mom of multiples like sales. Right. So like twice a year, like the clothing sales. So yeah. that was. A big lifesaver for me because, um, you know, then I could get all my clothes and secondhand. So that was good. Um, and then get rid of my own clothes, um, mm-hmm. as my, as my babies were um, going out of it. But I remember something that the twin moms, um, told me to do. And I was sort of hesitant and I was like, wait, what? That just doesn't sound right. But they took like, um, arm floaties, you know, like we live in Texas. So we all had pools. So we all had like arm floaties, um, like kid arm floaties. And, um, like we use the arm floaty, um, to like put the baby in, uh, what's that called? Like a papasan, um, seat and, um, and then put the arm floaty like on their chest and then like put the bottle on, um, oh, pop them up. That's pop clever. Bottle up in arm uh, floaty. And like it, like, cause arm floaties are kind of like triangles. So uh-huh. they're like the perfect sort of like size and, and they just... And they hold the bottle just steady enough that a baby can drink, and it's at the right angle, so they're not getting like the gas. So it's like it's like tipped enough that it they're getting like no gas, um, and it's secure enough to kind of wedge it in there a little bit. It's secure enough that they can like a little bit move around and fine. But if they need to turn their head, the bottle will fall. So it's not like it's getting like pushed into their mouth. Sure. And it was like just the right, right little trick, and. What it did was um, it enabled me to feed both of them like in the middle of the night at the same time. So I would breastfeed one and I would bottle feed the other or, you know, or swap them around or if, um, you know, or then I'd be able to like pump and then, you know, have one of them with the the bottle or whatever. Like like it just gave me options. Or if Philippe would get up in the middle of the night and if he would do a feeding, um, he could, um, you know, have... Be feeding them both at the same time. So, or, you know, or whatever. So it just, it gave us a lot of options. And I tell you, those little floaties were like such a good little trick for the mom of multiples. But, um, anyway, so I remember that being like a very, very big, um, a very big trick, a very big time saver, um, for us. And then, um, you know, the other thing that I did for my first year of, you know, twins or any, anytime I have a baby, um, I, um, I kept, um, like quinoa in the fridge, like some sort of like, like big batches of quinoa. Like I was like a crazy quinoa lady Mm -hmm. and like either put like roasted vegetables in it or I would put in like cucumber or whatever, or just have it be plain quinoa. And like, I would literally walk by the fridge, open up like the fridge with a spoon, take a bite or two and shut it, and then I like, keep walking. Uh-huh. And like in you know eight seconds, I've gotten like a little bit of protein, a little bit of fat, a little bit of carbs, like to keep me going. Like I was a crazy quinoa lady. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I remember being a huge lifesaver for me in the first year in terms of milk supply is I tried all of them like mother's milk tea. I did, you know can Greek? And they would help somewhat. And I use those with my other, um, with my other. Uh, uh, babies, um, and like, you know, oatmeal cookies and things like that. Um, but the thing that really, really, really helped me was um, an herbal supplement by Gaia. Do you know who Gaia is? G-A-I-A? I think G-A-I-A. Um, they're like a natural herbal no, I've not heard of the them. Of well, I have to tell you something. When I started taking the Gaia herb, like, oh, like I mean, that was like mother's milk tea. I would buy it like in cases... I've been Greek. I smelled like, like, like a really like bad frozen waffle. Like whenever <laughs> I went, like I was so crazy about like supply was such an issue. And, but like the Gaia herbs, like I was like, holy cow, this is what changes everything. Um, and that was like, thanks to Gaia herbs, I was able to breastfeed both of my, my, uh, twins. Um, so I remember that being like one of those things I'm like, Oh my goodness, thank goodness for you.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I've not heard of that at all. Yeah. I'm not we had somebody on last week who uh had several more tips. I can't remember if she mentioned that or not. She didn't. Okay. No. That's good. That's gonna be good for anybody to any other ladies to take back for. With sure. Her. Um
1: Well, you know, milk supply is a hard one when you're, you know, for that first year. Absolutely. Like, know, like, <laughs> like my life revolved around milk supply. <laughs>
0: Yes. And then you just want to throw your pump out the window. <laughs> yeah. it was... Oh,
1: I know. Isn't that, cr- I know. Like that whole world, like washing them and doing like, oh my goodness. I just, yeah, it was just, I mean, you get a little routine, but I remember I would like get all those bottles, and have them lined up. Like we, we had a system, you know, and like mm-hmm. freezing the bags and, you know, it's, a, it's its own thing, isn't it? It's a it... really unique part section
0: of life (laughs) it certainly is (laughs) yeah even when it comes to like cleaning the bottles how much of a system you get lined up or before you go to bed lining up the bottles outside um and then how quickly they get used and how quickly they get dirty and i
1: especially with twins you know like i remember like opening up the fridge and there would just be like a whole slew of bottles it was mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a lot. And then what, what happens like when they start, you know, drinking and then like you, for whatever reason, you cannot get them to finish it. Um, and you're like, okay, and now I just throw this away. Okay, that's liquid gold. No problem. I'm totally okay with it. Or you leave it out and you forget and you're like, oh, it's been out of the fridge for two hours. Yeah. You know. Whatever. Oh goodness. Then you start yeah. playing that That's card of is it day. still good? Is it still bad? <laughs> is it still
0: good? It's like you said, it's liquid gold. <laughs>
1: you know, it's, I gotta tell you something. When I had my first um, child, um, and then I looked around at like people who had like you know a baby and a two-year-old or a toddler or a three-year-old and a you know one-year, and I would think I am so surprised. Like this gave me new hope um, in humanity because I thought being a mom is the you know most selfless thing i've done and even being you know a mediocre mom requires so much sacrifice um that i thought you know the fact that there are people who actually going out and having a second child to me gave me hope because i thought at some level if you sign up to do this again you there's there's a part of me that feels like you are a hero because now you know what you're getting yourself into and it is hard and it is selfless. and it is it is life-altering. and um, and it is it is it is so twenty four seven, unlike anything else you've ever done. I mean, it fundamentally changes your life completely. And the fact that people are having more than one child, to me, I thought, you know what? At some level, they're selfless. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a lot of hope in this world when I looked around and saw people um, with two children. And then you know, and who who would guess that I was going to become one of them? You know, when Valentine was three months old, to find out I was pregnant again, I was like, "Wait, what? Holy smokes! <laughs> I'm I'm now going to be one of those people <laughs> who is going to do this twice in a row." So um, anyway, I I think there's I think there's a really beautiful story in that in that we do this, um, and and yet we do it. It's hard and we do it, mm-hmm. and I love that. I love that about parenting.
0: Yeah, one of the tough things that we've kind of came to realize just even with our twins and our, you know, our life like our busy lives with the twins as well as work and everything is time management. What did you guys, or what do you do? You know, specifically like, um, I think I wrote this to you in an email, but like we get home from work, let's just say around between what five and six. Right. And then after we feed our girls, um, and get them into bed that you know by the time we get done cooking you know we're eating dinner at eight o'clock bed it you're in bed by nine yeah if we're lucky and then we were up early the next morning and feed them and off to work do you have any suggestions on like you know time management i mean for me it takes i don't know it takes me an hour to cook dinner um usually um it's yeah, like you said, I wish there was an extra hour in the day. Um, But it just, everything just flies by and um, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's tricky, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, you're right. So so a couple of thoughts on that. So one is um, know that this level of um, lack of time is, um, is but for a season. So it won't always be this way. Um, you, um, your heart will be in it 100% as I alluded to earlier. Um, but in terms of the logistics, the logistics will get easier. Um, and so it, I remember, you know, in that first year or two feeling like, you know, people would say, Oh, I just need 15 minutes of your time to do whatever. And I thought, are you kidding me? Do you have any idea what 15 minutes means to me? Mm-hmm. Like 15 minutes, I, I probably get. 40 minutes to myself in a full day and that's including showering time and whatever. So if you want 15 minutes of my time, you're essentially asking for, you know, 40% of my day. And I'm sorry, I think 40% of my day is a very big ask. (laughs) So, you know, no. Um, So, you know, so I, I understand where that like 15 minutes can feel like, Oh my gosh, you know, I did, you know, or like an hour to yourself, but that just feels like impossible and like a pipe dream and like you'll never see it again. So you will, you will, you know, we do see that again. And that, so the good news is um, it won't freak us out to have to spend 30 minutes cooking dinner or whatever, um, you know, forever. Not that life isn't busy, but but that won't be forever. Okay. So that said, you know, um, you know, some some actual sort of techniques and strategies that you can take with you. Um, one is having a pantry that's stocked with what I call, you um, um inexpensive convenience food. Um because I'm thinking that you're also thinking, well, we also don't want to, you know, order in, mm-hmm. you know, right. whatever a fancy meals every you night, know, which of course would solve the problem, but then, you know, who's gonna send your kids to college? <laughs> um so, you know, having some inexpensive, um, and relatively healthy convenience food I think is a great strategy. And I'll give you some examples. I like having some shelf stable pantry items that I can pull together into a meal really quickly. And some of my favorites are canned fish. I love like canned tuna or even canned salmon. Um, I love canned sardines. I know that's not for everybody, um, but whole grain pasta. Like if you get the ones that have um, like legumes in them and you know, have omega-3 fatty acids and have, um, you know, you look at the protein level, you know, they have, you know, six and seven and eight grams of protein per serving so you don't need to pull out meat and thaw it out and turn this into an hour-long project my goodness I don't spend an hour on cooking dinner um you know in my current family situation and and I totally could so um so yeah I would definitely get out of the the one hour um cooking situation and get into you know what have a have have most meals be 30 minute meals and you know what have have a 15 minute meal solution and i think um the shelf stable pantry items am help with that so the tuna the whole grain pasta um i love canned beans um and i also always have um some backup marinara sauces um i always buy the ones without sugar but um as long as i have the ones without sugar i feel really good about having them on my um in my pantry and i can pull them out in a pinch you know you don't have to make homemade sauce Every time the family has tomato, that's okay. Um, and the other thing that I do once a week, and I did it when I had babies and I do it now, is I always make like a big batch of some sort of grain, usually quinoa or brown rice. Like those are kind of my go-tos. And I make a big batch of that like whenever I can. Like I have a rice cooker and um, and I have a thing that I, I put my quinoa in. I do that in the microwave. But, uh, like, you can literally dump that all together in under two minutes and um, and then let it cook, you know, for whatever, you know, half an hour or whatever, you know, brown rice, a little longer, quinoa, shorter. But um, I make a big batch of it and I stick it in the fridge. And then I literally can scoop it out and turn it, you know, into something sweet with like fruit and maple syrup and um, and I have breakfast or I can just chop up a cucumber and put it on top and, you know,
0: put in a little bit
1: of vinegar and oil or lemon juice and like mix it up. And I've got like suddenly this like really quick salad or I can use it. Like I could just like heat up marinara sauce and like pour it on top and add some cheese. And I've just made like a substitute of like pasta. Um, or the other thing I love to have is, like, canned beans. I love having, um, like, canned black beans particularly. But I will take – I'll make, like, a really quick, like, green bowl. And, like, a grains and green bowl, greens bowl. I'll pull out a bowl. I'll go into the fridge, get a scoop of – you know, I get my, like, half cup, like, scoop, half cup um thing. I will, like, scoop a half a cup of that, pop it into the bowl, add in, you know, some greens. I buy the, um like, the pre-washed spinach greens that they last a solid week in the fridge i just buy a tub of that organic whatever the clam shell stick in the fridge i take a handful of that plop it on top and then i decide usually i go either mexican or i go um, italian this is <laughs> sort of like my um you know my my 10 minute dinner um plan but if i go mexican i you know get out some black beans put a quarter cup in there Pour on some salsa, put on some, you know, a little bit of cheese on top and like, I'm good to go. Like that will be my dinner and that's totally fine. I've got vegetables, I've got carbohydrates, I've got complex carbohydrates, I've got fiber, I've got protein, I've got minerals in there. Like I've got everything I really need. So I, you know, I think, um, and if I want to go to Italian, then I just heat up some marinara sauce and then stick it in, you know, it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be an hour long dinner. Um, and I think that if it's an hour long dinner, it's going to get frustrating and stressful. And, um, you know, there may be a season where you're having 20 and 30 minute dinners and twice a week having a 10 minute dinner and that's fine. And then when you do do the hour dinner, like you decide you're going to make lasagna or you're going to make whatever, you know, make, make twice of it and stick some in the, in the freezer. Like, get, you know, kind of get into this idea that every time you're going to cook an actual meal, you're going to cook double of it and just make Price of it, and then and then you have your own sort of um, frozen um, food in the freezer, um, you know. And the other thing is, um, you know, cut yourself some slack. You you know, it it just may not be the banner year of you serving Instagram worthy meals for a year. <laughs> like so. You know, like what, whatever. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. You know, it, it, I I kind of have separated out this sort of sense of like, oh, but I need to, you know, I. I don't get me wrong. I love I love food, and I think food is a great gift from God. But, I, you know, I think this notion of, oh, but I don't like that. You know, I don't want to have quinoa you know, and black beans. Well, you know what? I'm also a big girl. I kind of need to keep things moving, and I need to nourish my body, and I know what my body needs. And you know what? It may not be my favorite meal every single night. Um, it's more important to me that I have time with my family. It's more important to me that I nourish my body correctly. Um, it's more important to me that I have time with my husband. So at a certain point, I'm going to have to cut myself a little bit of a break and be like, okay, you know what? The house isn't going to get clean, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be able to spend time with my family. Um, one other tip that I want to give you that I think is also a really helpful kind of, um, pantry item to have on hand, have on, um, in your, um, freezer, um, is ground beef. I get, um, I buy like the big, like five pound things of ground beef sometimes. Um, and, um, or I just get like multiple of the, you know, if you want to get like the organic grass fed, that doesn't usually come in the big ones, unless you're at like a Costco. Um, but like I get a, a, several of them and I cook them all up at once. So I have like five pounds of ground beef and then I, um, I separate them into freezer baggies and I put like a pound or three quarters of a pound in each baggie. So I make like five or six baggies. And then I stick them in the freezer. And you're going to be like, wait, what? That doesn't sound like dinner. That sounds like you just wasted some of your time and now you just have cooked ground beef. But I will tell you something. You will be amazed at how you can pull together a dinner in literally 10 minutes if you have cooked ground beef in your freezer. All you have to do is pull out one of those bags, literally pull it out and like dump it into a bowl of frozen beef and like put it in the microwave. Add a little bit of salsa, and like next thing you know, you've got tacos. Like you, yeah. you know, and then you can wrap it up into a tortilla or a corn tortilla, or put it on top of the quinoa and the black beans, or like whatever. So, um, or just make a salad and put on some a you know, handful of that um, the the ground beef. Like it will fall out quickly. You can like you can like pull off a chunk if it's just one of you stick it in a tiny bowl, put it in the microwave for, you know, 30 seconds. It will thaw out. It'll be ready to go. And next thing you know, you're having meals in literally 10 minutes. You know, is ground beef your favorite thing to eat every single night? No, of course not. But you know what? If you get a few of these and you have a few of these 10-minute meals, well, now suddenly one day a week, if you want to spend an hour making dinner, it doesn't feel so overwhelming.
0: Mm -hmm. That's smart. That is smart. We kind of did something like that before the babies were here like trying to prep with that um and uh yeah we like that but that's a good thing to do just moving forward i guess Mm -hmm, for sure um and then something else that you kind of just brought up was something else i kind of wanted to ask you um we are you know somebody i don't know i'm price we're price conscious you're more so price conscious than me for sure i'm the one that'll just buy stuff and oops sorry (laughs) um but you know one thing we do is we do try to buy stuff in bulk uh, like you mentioned with the ground beef, do you have any other um, like tips for families on help saving money at the grocery store?
1: Yes, um, I do. So a couple of things, um, and I'm going to take myself back to the the phase when I had four um, kids and bakery. Okay. So the first thing, when you're thinking about saving money in your grocery bill is know what you purchase often and know what a good price is. So that when that item is on sale, you know how good of a sale it is and you know how much to buy. So one of the things that's so important is to know how much you pay per diaper. Because um, that's a, that was a big part of our budget. Mm-hmm. And, you know, size two diapers are the different price from size four diapers. And diapers go on sale in all sorts of different packages and all sorts of different ways. And they, you know, buy one and get one free. You get coupons, you get this. And here's the thing. For me, I just needed to know with four babies and diapers how much, what is a good price for each of my kids' diaper sizes. And so I just needed to know, like whatever you're buying a lot of, like I bought a lot of organic milk, you know, when the kids were younger. And so I needed to know what a good price was for organic milk. Why? Because when, you know, I needed to know if something was expensive, well, then maybe I just buy, you know, one gallon or whatever I need to get through the next day or two. And then I'll, I'll buy more next time I'm at the store or whatever. Um, but with diapers, you know, you want to know like what, how much should you buy? Is the sale good or is it not good? Because diapers really vary in price. And here's the thing that, especially with baby stuff, but it's true with groceries. It's true with everything. Uh, with consumer goods, I should say, there there are prices that are set out there that are intended to um, attract the people who are not price sensitive. There's a whole slew of people who have no idea what they're paying and they don't care, and that's fine. That's great. Let them subsidize for for the rest of the world who's on a budget. That's fine. But The problem is if you don't know what a good price is for the things you buy the most, then you don't know whether they're targeting the budget shopper or whether they're targeting the um, the, the, the person who doesn't really care. And here's the thing. Just because something's on sale doesn't mean it's cheap, doesn't mean it's a good price. Mm -hmm. So you need to know that. Now, you don't need to know that if you're only buying, you know, shaving cream once a year because you don't use shaving cream, but you just bought it because your uncle's visiting or whatever. Then I don't think I was in the time or energy to really understand um, the shaving cream, you know, sales cycles, but diapers, you bet. I knew them um, mm-hmm. formula for sure. I knew, mm-hmm. um, you know, milk. I knew that um, Wipes, baby wipes, Oh yes. I knew. So I knew what was a good price and what was not a good price. Um, And there's sort of a, um, there's sort of a, um, you know, they're, you know, diapers, they're, they're, they're marketed in weird ways and in different package sizing. So that's its own little kind of crazy animal to, um, to master. The second tip I would give, especially to um, baby twin uh, parents, is um, I, I really developed a system of, Backfilling in with cheaper versions, um, when I didn't need the best quality. I'll give you an example. In particular, I did this with like baby wipes and with diapers. Like sometimes you can get like the DVS brand diapers, like it'll go on sale, there'll be a coupon, there'll be all this, whatever, that's buy one, get one <laughs> Like you're getting the diapers for like one quarter the price of what you pay for like huggies or pampers or whatever you bring it. And and I know that different parents have different feelings about which which brand works for them and whatever. So what I would do is I would buy the super super cheap diapers, and then when we are you know like after they've pooped and I feel like okay they're probably not gonna poop again for a while. I would have them wear the cheap diaper like I would use the cheap diapers instead of like huggies because I'm like oh this is sort of like a low stress situation the chances of them pooping are pretty small <laughs> so I'd rather them just use their cheap And like we're just at home or whatever or we're going to the park for a play date like whatever um, but like at night I would make sure I use my huggies which you know which are more observant and like would last longer and like I wouldn't really care if they like if they leaked or had a blowout or whatever. So I always like backfilled um, or like when, um, you know, like for the diaper wipes, I would like, um, I would actually make my own diaper wipes um, out of like um, soft paper towels and I would like cut them in half. And then I would like put like a little bit of um, uh, like warm water and a little bit of baby oil into a thing, whatever. So I made my own, but um, which was great and perfect for if they had peed. But when they had pooped, I was like, you know what? I'm using like a real wipe, <laughs> you know, which is about twice the price per wipe. I knew the price per wipe. It was like 2.3 cents or whatever it was. Like I knew <laughs> what was a good price for a wipe. And um the wipes that I made at home were like, you know, 0.05 cents a wipe. So they were like, you know, one-fourth the price. So, you know, I sort of figured out that, listen, if, you know, if I'm saving, you know, 10 wipes a day, you know, at you know, one and a half cents, whatever. It was it ended up being it ended up being the twins or with It was like with all four babies it ended up being like fifty cents a day. But hey, fifty cents a day, you know, times third. That's fifteen dollars a month. So fifteen dollars a month I'm saving just by doing my wipes and I'm not even really compromising in quality because like when they pooped, I still have like the nice thick wipes that I needed. So, you know, things like that, like the diapers. I was saving like several dollars a day on swapping out and using cheap diapers when I didn't need the high quality one because um, you know, I had four babies and you have two. So, you know, several dollars a day times thirty, you know, it was something like ninety five dollars a month that I was saving or something. And I remember thinking like that that's good money. Like that's worth the hassle of figuring out do I need a, you know, um, a, you know, or like Or what about when you change a diaper, but you know that in an hour, it's bath time. Mm -hmm. Like, what a bummer. What a bummer to have to, like, throw away a diaper. But, you know, I'm not going to, you know, keep it and put it back on. You know, whatever. So, anyway, I was like a crazy lady backfilling in, like, you know, um, cheaper versions and saving my higher quality versions for when I really needed
0: it. That's smart. Yeah, very smart. I kind of want to do that for daycare. Like, give them the (laughs) cheap ones, let them deal with. Oh, Benjamin. Oh, Benjamin. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I like that.
1: That's very funny. I've never heard anybody say that. That's really funny. I mean,
0: <laughs> cause we were doing it at the beginning with, uh, what were those overnight diapers? Um, where we had like special, like fancier yeah. diapers. We would put them on at nighttime to help try to save us 10 minutes from yeah. changing a diaper in the middle of the night if they didn't poop. Um, and then we'd use just the regular diapers throughout the day for sure. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a smart thing. And I mean, it's, it's just mind-boggling how many diapers just two girls go through. I don't even I couldn't imagine like four girls yeah. going through a week. Uh, we change our diaper genie yeah, like twice a, a lot week. Of diapers. It's mm-hmm. it's nuts. Um, wow. Did you? Yep. So everything like a lot of the stuff you've done um, has been about like you know saving money. Is that all be- from like having the four kids or were you kind of like I don't know? Can I say frugal or whatever? Ahead, before that. Um, is that kind of what got you into this?
1: Oh no, my my saving money has come from long before I had kids. Okay, long before I had kids. Yeah, no, I grew up on a budget. That's... We grew up. Yeah, no, I grew up. Uh, you know, on you know, on a um, you know the school lunch program and like my mm-hmm. mom was a single college student raising two two girls, so we were on a budget my whole life. So no, this was this is something that just like in my blood for sure. Um, and then when I, um, went, you know, as I grew up as an adult, I um, I worked in strategy and finance, um, and so I did a lot of like cost cutting and analysis and um, and P and L analysis and management. Um, for um, at that time, I worked at the Walt Disney Company, and um, so that was then you know my intellectual side of you know mm-hmm. oh, how do we how do we manage you know the cost base of you know, of and PNL, and I think that then those kind of two um, two things sort of merge together. So I w- I've always been somebody who pays very close attention to what I spend money on. I'm very um, I'm very much a steward of my financial resources, um, whether I have plenty or whether I don't. Um, it just that that has never changed. Whether I was the the financial situation that I was in as an adult never impacted my um my thriftiness and my um and my stewardship i think i look at things, i look at it as really stewardship um i have no problem spending money at all um and you know and, and i'm don't think i'm cheap but i'm very much a steward of my resources and that has never changed um but then when i uh, when, when i had the kids and um i we went from being you know two income no kids to one income for kids, you know, in a two and a half year period, and in that two and a half year period is also when Philippe went back to school and got his MBA. Um, you know, we were we were not just no income, but we were negative, you know, seventy five thousand dollars a year in, um, in tuition and in living expenses, you know, for him to go to school. Yeah. So, um, so I think that that kind of brought together those, um, you know, sort of those elements of you know my stewardship spirit. And, um, and then my, um, my Disney logical financial analysis side to me and kind of brought that together into, um, you know, into, okay, well, here I am. If I'm not going to bring anything on the revenue side, what can I do to help this family manage our cost, um, our cost base? So I think that's kind of where that grew out of was, um, was the merging of those areas.
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the things we talk about. I think I gripe about the most is like, you know, like the spending of like for the two babies specifically like daycare <laughs> um, or um, like you said, even like the diapers or formula. Oh my gosh. It's so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So- yeah. Kids are expensive. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. And you have two daughters, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. They, they don't get cheaper when they become tweens. Uh, <laughs> <I'll say> that. <laughs> Um, Uh, You know what?
0: It's all great. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, Yeah, I mean, this has been good, like, hearing everything you've had, your advice. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're six months in. um, You know, we were, you know, like many of our audience, expecting one, and we're blessed with two. Mm -hmm. And it's been, like, a sprint ever since. Almost like a semi-controlled chaos from how everything goes. And sometimes controlled. Sometimes controlled. <laughs> like if they're sleeping. Sometimes and they're, just chaos. Yeah. Yes. So um, I don't know. Like do you have. Do you want. To, if you want to share anything with our audience. Or how they can find you. Um, I noticed you have a like a web series on Facebook. Um, that was actually pretty cool. I watched a couple of them. Um, what is. Uh, um, what is it? The Yeah.
1: So I'm. Um, it's called it's tuesday night somewhere yes so it's every tuesday um at one o'clock pacific time four o'clock east coast time um you know that i i take on the challenge of proving to people that they can make dinner in about 30 minutes because i think a lot of people think oh no i you know i have to i have to take you know an hour to make dinner or whatever that takes longer and you know what we can make some really simple really delicious food that we feel good about eating um in about 30 minutes and so i do it live every tuesday um from my home kitchen or if I'm traveling on the road or whatever but um yeah so that that's been really fun is um is doing this facebook live um um series so that's been a lot of fun and I, I love that because then people can connect and ask questions and um and that um and that's super fun and I love it um especially when they you know they be coming and they're like oh I heard about you on you know the podcast or mm-hmm. like we met when you spoke at this event or or whatever so, um so I really love that and um so yes, yeah, so I'm on uh, Facebook live I'm also you know on Instagram and um, and on Twitter and uh, my website's melissadiarabian.net. so I post um, um recipes there um so yeah but I love connecting with people you know whether it's through you know podcasts. so thank you for having me on um, and I love that we get to talk about twins I always say to my husband, sort of only half jokingly that I, I wish all of our girls were twins. Mm-hmm. Um, Like I wish that I had like a, you know, a second Valentine and a second Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a Charlotte as well. Um And then of course I think, well, but where would I, where would they like fit in the minivan? Like <laughs> where would I drive <laughs> if all of them had been twins? But like having twins is like my, is my, my favorite thing. I just like, I love it so much. And it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit chaotic, but it, um, like some of, you know, just the noise level in our house, like n- not even like someone's doing anything wrong, just, you know, happy noises. And, you know, and the kids are like be like running around and playing or something. And I'll just look over at my husband and, you know, we look at each other and we just sort of, i like, can you believe this is our life? Like we're so lucky. We're so blessed. So it's, um, it's, it's a little bit crazy, but, um, but you know what? Parenting is crazy and parenting is just, it's crazy and it's busy and it's, and it's and it's a hundred percent in, no matter how many kids we have. and um you know and and honestly, it's an honor. It's an honor to be um to be the leader of these four young women that um, that are growing up um, you know in my home, and that I get to be their mentors on this journey is um is I think ultimately um, more of an honor than it is um, than it is a, a challenge of chaos, although sometimes it is just a challenge of chaos. but um, but it really is, it really is an honor. I, I love, it. I love it. I wouldn't, I would never take my kids out like anybody. Like it's not like I'm like, Oh, well, if I could do it over, it would have been a little less hectic. It probably would have been less hectic, mm-hmm. but I like, I'm not kidding. If, if, if I had a magic wand and could have my other kids all be twins, I would do it. I totally would. I totally would do it. <laughs> um, I love it. I love having twins.
0: That's awesome. Well, yeah. yeah. Thank you very yeah, much thank for you. joining us. And, uh, I'm sure, um, everyone listening is going to really enjoy the stuff you shared with us. So thanks again, Melissa.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: I hope you all enjoyed listening to our conversation with Melissa D. Arabian. Um, just as a follow up, uh, you can find her on Facebook um, as well as Twitter and Instagram. Um, just search Melissa D. Arabian. She has her uh, Facebook show every Tuesday night called It's Tuesday Night Somewhere. Very cool. Um, she makes a meal in like 30 minutes. Uh, so check it out and let her know that you um, heard her conversation on the Twinning Podcast. If you liked this episode, um, go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and subscribe to us um, and connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we love hearing from everyone um, and love hearing your ideas on upcoming shows. So um, again, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, ch- our website. Um, and until next week,